Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As the hymnody overwhelmingly tells us this evening, this is the day of Vladimir. This is, uh, this evening we begin the celebration of the feast of the great Prince Vladimir, uh, equal to the Apostles, uh, which is a very specific title in the Orthodox Church for those who have been very specifically influential in the conversion of their people. You can think of St. Nina in Georgia. She is called equal to the apostles. Uh, you can think of others. There's, my mind is going blank right at this moment. Maybe you can think of some that are equal to the apostles. I think Mary Magdalene is equal to the apostles. Saint Pat- I don't know if he has that title. St. Nicholas of Japan would be equal to the Apostles. St. Herman, I think, is a, as a wonder worker. So you can start to see, like, the church, in all of its variety, has some very specific titles. Or they, uh, a, uh, the Greek word, it's a very Byzantine word, too, toxis. Uh, you can spell it taxis. Uh, but you don't pronounce it that way. Uh, basically means order. Uh, and this permeates throughout uh, the life of the church, even down to uh, the way priests line up to receive communion, uh, etc. by when you're ordained. So if you're a senior priest, you go first. Uh, but you can see, and there's ranks of saints, and saints are put into different spots. In fact, you can see the toxies are order. Uh, as you can see, kind of going out from here, even on the iconostasis, you see uh, the apostle, well, angels, angelic, the apostles. Then you have hierarchs. Then you have ascetics. Then you have St. Mary of Egypt and St. Xenia, women ascetics. And then you have uh, Hermon and Seraphim, uh, who, well, they have a connection too, but they are wonder workers because they are known for their intercession and for the power of their prayers. Uh, So that's why they're where they're at. So when we come to the great Prince Vladimir, uh, as we heard in the hymnody, he is a second Constantine. He is someone who, if you read about his early life especially, uh, if you were a part At that time, basically, you had to shed a lot of blood in order to lead. You had to do a lot of things that now we would say, I don't know if that's statecraft as much as, well, the kind of statecraft that we know about. How about let's say that? (laughs) Uh, But what you have with St. Vladimir uh, is one of those uh, flowers, I'll say, the bouquet of the sanctified in the church, uh, because as St. Justin Popovich, a uh, 20th century Serbian uh, theologian, and has since been uh, glorified by the church, uh, has this really incredible essay about the lives of the saints and the necessity of reading the lives of the saints, becoming familiar with the lives of the saints, uh, because they become your friends, but the church also, because of our incredible understanding 
uh, and high view of what a human person is, is what they're capable of, uh, especially, and most especially in the church, and the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can learn so much about uh, our Lord and even ourselves by being able to look at different saints, encountering different saints. Because sanctity, uh, we sing about the martyrs often, uh, God willing, and we will never have to be called into a place where we might have to uh, be a martyr, and if we do, may God give us the strength to bear witness to the truth of our Lord. But the reality of reading about those lives, it might be that you encounter a blacksmith of the 18th century of some Russian city that you can't pronounce, but there's something about his life, uh, something he said with his patience with maybe, I don't know, the butcher across the lane who drove him nuts and he just did good deeds. Uh, I'm totally making up the story right now. This is <laughs> uh, but these are the kind of stories you hear in the lives of saints, right? These, these positions, because we were so used to saints, uh, especially, there's the, and they dominate the calendar, partly because when I mean, you look at a wonder worker like Seraphim or Herman, the ascetical feasts, the, the prayer, the, you know, this uh, holiness that seems to just go way above anything that I've even considering trying to uh, uh, get to. But then you read about other lives of the saints, and they're saved because of their mercy, or they're saved because of their almsgiving, or they're saved because, and they're recognized and glorified, maybe not even in their life because they're looked down upon. But you, in St. Justin, in his essay, you really get to understand how Christ deifies and sanctifies the particularities of our, all of the various walks of life. When we come to the great Prince Vladimir and we read about his life, we hear the enmity, and especially, uh, I fondly remember at seminary, because I went to St. Vladimir's Seminary, uh, this is actually an icon from St. Vladimir's Seminary, it's a print-off, of course, um, but you, in, we would sing the Akathis to St. Vladimir, and good Akathis, there's varying quality of Akathis, uh, good Agathists will actually be able to put, like I uh, remember the Agathists to St. Innocent or St. Tikhon, just like the Trapari of Kentucky, you get to come and understand their life and all the variety of the ways in which they served our Lord and his people. When we get to Vladimir, we see someone who, when he converts, it's not just, it does become a policy of the land, but it's not just a policy that just becomes become this you need to outwardly conform to this thing. The way in which he rules is transformed. The way in which uh, the society that he is one of the leading lights governing as a prince, uh, through his influence, he is able to be an equal to the apostle. That Christianity, when Christ enters into a people, into a place, sanctification of all different sorts, comes in, sometimes slowly, sometimes fast, but the gospel message, the kingdom, like yeast, it just slowly, over time, affects, changes the right heat, and if you don't mess with it too much, if 
you put it in the right spot, it might actually, or if you don't put too hot water and kill these, you know, you have to put it in its right context. We hear that he is a second Paul because of this transformation. And he does it through very specific ways. One of them, and this is echoing earlier saints like St. Martin of Tours, or to go back uh, even further than that, to St. Gregory the Wonderworker, who was uh, the first generation of Cappadocian Armenia area, that then later the next generation would be Gregory and Basil and Gregory and Peter, their other brother that we always forget about, Macrina, uh, etc., that St. Gregory the Wonderworker, they go into the cities. And then they're preaching, and in the power of God, idols are destroyed. Uh, places of worship are actually built. St. Vladimir uh, tithed 10% out of his, what he owned, and gave it to the church, uh, built many churches, uh, destroyed the idols. Uh, he brought enlightenment to the people. He also, in this, this wasn't just, okay, I have to check the boxes because now I want to be a political ally of the Byzantines and I somehow got them to send uh, a princess so I can marry in, because that could be a cynical way. Some historians look at it in a cynical way. We also then founded schools, encouraged monasticism, encouraged uh, scholarly priesthood. He encouraged teaching. And so when we look at this particular icon, you may wonder, or have wondered, I know I have at some point in the past, if you're going to found a seminary and you're going to name it, what do you think like three hierarchs? John Chrysostom, Basil, they named it for St. Vladimir. Uh, not a theologian, not an ascetic, uh, but a prince, a, someone who, as if you read through his life, was a great patron of learning, of supporting the church, because the church uh, sanctifies and God's people sanctifies everything. We're not just off in our own little corner doing our kind of esoteric rites or something that have nothing to do with the rest of reality, but it has everything to do with what we do outside of these walls. And if you're wondering what this building is that is in St. Vladimir's hands, and this is a very common thing to do uh, in iconography, is this is actually the chapel of St. Vladimir's because they may have a hand-painted icon directly for their patrons so they can be in the chapel, have this relic there, and then have the church that he is the patron of. These are altar frescoes throughout the Orthodox Church throughout the world. He also was known for, besides his uh, the transformation of some of the law at the time, uh, being a great contributor to the destruction of the paganism around the building of churches through the encouragement of education. He then also was devoted to the life of the church in that when there was feast days, he would spread a feast on those feast days for all in his community there in Kiev to come, no matter who you were, to this table that was heavy laden with all sorts of food and things to join in. If you didn't have anything, you knew that Vladimir was going to provide so that when it came to that great feast day, you were able to join the festivity and not be on the outside. 
So as we encounter all of these different saints the church puts before us, I encourage you, because of the internet, you are able to uh, access all sorts of things. One of the things that can be of great benefit, uh, it's on the OCA website. If you want to read about the life of St. Vladimir, you can read about the life of St. Vladimir. You can also read about other commemorations for this day. You can read about and come to know and be encouraged by all of God's friends, as I like to say, because there's friends. They're the ones who intercede for us, who show us the way, who, as we sing in the Chakaria, we can call in many ways our spiritual forefathers in the faith because we would not have St. Anne's, because we wouldn't have a St. Herman, we wouldn't have had a St. Seraphim without a Vladimir paving the way for Orthodox Christianity to come from Kiev, Moscow, to all of the other, because as we expanded west, they expanded east, all the way to, as I know from uh, the game Risk, Irkutsk, uh, that's up there at the top, uh, northeast corner of Russia, where you have St. Innocent of Irkutsk. Uh, that was one of those things where it's like, I actually know what that is because of risk and all my hours losing to my brother. Um, that Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, came to the shores in Herman, but because of St. Vladimir. Then we have his prayers to the glory of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.